Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. I am Alex Dunlap here, of course, with Byron Lambert as we have a bunch to get to here on the pod. Uh, we are actually coming on at pretty much the time that the news is broken about Des Bryant's release from the Cowboys. We'll talk about that. We will talk about the uh, new update to 3.0 of the best ball cheat sheet available at rosterwatch.com. And Byron and I are going to have a lot of, um, a lot of, I guess, probably back and forth about the fallout from De- from uh, what's happened here with Dez, how it will affect certain slotting on the best ball cheat sheet. I wanted to talk with Byron a little bit about some of the findings from the joint initiative that we are doing with Zebra Technologies and Zebra Sports with the player tracking data from some of the key bowl games and the senior bowl as we get ready for the NFL draft. Of course, your boys from Roster Watch. We'll be coming to you live during the whole entire NFL draft this year on the SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Airwaves. So make sure and tune in. Uh, if you're watching at home, you can get our commentary there on the radio. And then another quick bit of housekeeping a reminder to please rate and review the podcast. Not enough of you guys are doing it. I look and see that like 10,000 people listen to each episode of this podcast, and we only have like 250-something ratings and reviews on on Apple Podcasts. So there were, since last time, I'd like to thank, like the since last week when we recorded one, I'd like to thank the four or five of you guys that did go in and add reviews, but that's not enough to get us back doing two a week. Like I have a little baby kid now that I'm having to watch from home. Um, Byron and I are increasingly busy with all of our plans and ramping up for everything that we're going to be doing in the summer and and, um, with the building of our new tools and some of our new platforms, different things with the website. This This takes a lot of time to produce this content. And so if we only get four or five you know, um, ratings and reviews and Apple podcasts, uh, by this time next week, we'll just do another pod next week. If you guys come through and then I see like 10 more in there, then we will do two of these podcasts next week. So it's up to you guys how often we're going to do this. Uh, and just one final bit is that, um, we're, we're now on Google play. So please rate and review us there on Google Play, Stitcher, and on Apple Podcasts. So after that bit of housekeeping and berating to all of our loyal listeners, Byron, what the hell's going on, brother? Oh, man, just staying busy. I had a chance to listen to the previous podcast and, uh, you know, something I... You listen to your own podcasts? (laughs) You got to listen back sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes I do. I, th- I, f- I yeah. felt that last week's was an important one. And, you know, after listening to it, I think it was a really good discussion that we had. But I certainly uh, would like to – I would like the opportunity to put a cherry on top of the quarterback talk and our evaluations, especially in lieu of some of the things that we've seen on Twitter this last week. And maybe drill down into the nuts and bolts of those evaluations a little bit more and, 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 and get into a little bit more criticism of these guys as prospects and and what a prospect is versus being an NFL player. But you know what, Alex, I'm thinking let's save that for the next podcast because we just unrolled uh, all of our, all of our internal running back rankings and ratings on the rookie class. I'm very, very excited about those. And uh, I think, I think it'd be great to talk running backs today. 
That's fine. Well, you want to talk about that? You want to talk about Dez? You want to talk about the best ball cheat sheet? How do you want to do it? Well, I think we should start with Dez, and we should just a little bit of the chatter surrounding this, uh, just some of our takeaways and maybe just things look ding dong ding dong the witch is dead he's gone you got him off contract it's 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 brilliant he's gone he sucks well how did right yeah well i don't think he sucks no i don't think des bryant sucks i think that he's no good anymore i i don't i don't i disagree with that evaluation i don't think he's not the player he was obviously and he needs to reinvent himself he potentially needs to be on a team with a more prolific uh passing quarterback and uh, he, he needs to re he needs to reinvent his legs he's gonna have to be on a better coaching again. staff i mean i don't des we'll, we'll see it remains to be seen uh, obviously a lot of this is going to come down to what kind of value teams are able to exact uh in this basically almost kind of like quasi third wave of free agency here and you know, so a lot of it will be on his landing spot. But if he gets the the right offensive minded coach and a good quarterback, and he's committed to reinventing himself, I know a lot of people have pointed to what Larry Fitzgerald did moving into the slot. I actually think that'd be something like that would be a really intelligent move for well, I've been for saying Des Bryant that for a year. That he that, that, that's what he should have happened in Dallas, but you can't do that in Dallas. Well, he's working because that's not they haven't draft they've drafted a very particular archetype of slot guy. And you're what are you going to displace a well, Corey Beasley they, and, or a Ryan? Swiss and they didn't have an ex wide receiver, and you know, he's here in Dallas right. working out with your guy, Coach Clay Mack, <laughs> on skill Coach, skill. No, no. No, Clay Clay Mack is is my, is the DB's guy. You're talking about Coach D. Oh yeah, yeah. David Coach D. Rob. I'm sorry. I know those guys. Those guys yeah. do. I I know both those guys. Yes, they do all their work. They together. do all their work yeah. together. Exactly. Yeah. So, anyways, Coach D. Rob, he's he's working with him on his skill specific training, supposedly on becoming a better route runner. So hopefully that has some some legs to it. I I, I don't I don't I agree. I mean, I've been at the Cowboys camp the last two years and. He, Does he, he just not look not, slow to you? He looks like he's kind, sapped. He looks kind, like he's kind sapped. of slow out there. Not really. I, I don't want to use slow, but just you know, I go to other training camps and see other explosive receivers. You just you saw a guy that his mouth was running more than his legs. Than, than his legs more than he he he, just, he, <laughs> he wasn't. He just didn't blow your mind or really catch your attention as much as you would have liked to have seen. You know that said, I think he's still. A, a reliable target in certain situations but but you know to your point alex some of these guys when the athleticism goes especially if they're not of the right variety the whole thing goes has he ever because has he ever been a technician has des bryant ever been a technician i'll be interested to see if he gets more than michael crabtree money i'm i know he'll be looking for it i'm not sure what kind of offers he's going to get i do think he has a handful of potential suitors uh we'll get into those for a second but uh yeah, I don't know. Well, good, I, the good. thing, the thing is with Des, he's a, he's he's a, he's a vested veteran at at this point. So that means he's been in the league for four years. So of course he's not gonna he's not gonna have to go through waivers or anything like that. And the team is not going to have to pick up his old contract if they were to claim him off of off of waivers. Um, I just I don't. He's he, he is what thirty years old. Crabtree's also thirty years old, I believe. Yes, Crabtree thirty. Yeah, Crabtree's thirty. Dez is Dez is thirty. Is Dez thirty or is he twenty nine? He's twenty nine, going on thirty, if I remember correctly. Let's see, let me just see. Dez is twenty nine. Yeah, so they're 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 one year apart. 
But close enough. I don't think that. Let's see. What was what was Crabtree's contract that he just signed? A three-year, twenty-one million dollar deal with thirteen million guaranteed. Do you pay that to Des Bryant? Yeah, I think that's the that's the that's a he'll he'll get signed for a deal like that. If he's willing to do a deal like that, he'll get signed. If he's willing. Yeah, I mean, I, you think he might want more? Oh, no doubt. Sammy Watkins, <laughs> of course, he six, wants Sammy more. Watkins, he sixteen million a year. Jo- Sammy Watkins is young. Jo- dude. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. And, and 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 the fact is, the team, a lot of these teams have blown their load in free agency already. That's part of why he's going to be in a, in a pinch here. But he's certainly going to be looking for more. I think he'd be satisfied to end up in the Michael Crabtree range of things. And you know, there's a chance he's just going to get a, a one year deal, which can't possibly be what he's looking for is which which is really why it does it does um reinforce the idea that this was the Cowboys simply letting him go and not even really having an option at a pay cut I I I think there's probably a lot a lot to that you got I feel like Jason Garrett was ready to move on in this whole ordeal and probably other coaches as well so you know, but the fact is, I still think there's a handful of potential suitors out. Nobody has the money out there for Des. No one has the money. Well, there's anymore. a couple of t- who the Colts, the, the Colts, and the Titans. The Titans have big money left, and they've been it been been rumored. But they have, but but they have a guy who's. I mean, Des would be a redundant asset set there with Corey Davis. Corey Davis has the juice that Des used to have while having that same yeah, kind of it wouldn't, it, that same kind of physical profile. It wouldn't profile, be to replace Corey Davis. It'd be to get them both on the same field field at the same time. And Rashard Matthews is a guy that could be moved around and des bryant should be a guy that can be moved around and as we've seen Corey davis as well so they've been looking for wide receiver help they never made the splash in free agency they are one of the teams that are that are cap rich remaining that i i don't know if it'll happen i just they're a cap from that perspective they're a cap rich team who was looking at the free agency wide receiver pool he could represent value i think you could make a case that everybody in the afc south could at least take a sniff around des uh, the colts you know, Chris Ballard has alluded to the fact that he's kind of been interested in maybe one of these third wave value type wide receiver ads in free agency. Whether they're willing to invest any more money in that position without knowing what's going on with Andrew Luck, it's hard to say. Ballard's certainly been reluctant to spin the, any coin at, at this point, but they they obviously need to help Andrew Luck. That's a place where I think would be a reasonable signing. And then, you know, you hear talk just down the street of the Houston Texans looking for that third target for Deshaun Watson. I don't really see it as a match just because DeAndre Hopkins is the is the alpha dog there. But they're different. But those guys, I like that. I like that pairing better than I like a Corey Davis and a Des Bryant pairing. And you could right. Yeah, I, I mean, I I would like it. I don't. I don't. And they have. They also, I believe, would have the money to do it or be in more position to do it. Uh, the Texans still number six with thirty-two million. So I think the whole. What about the Cardinals? I did. I mean, you you they're not cap rich, and I mean, why would you invest? Well, they have a lot more. They have a lot more cap. You just talked about the Jaguars. They have more space than the Jaguars. Well, I didn't really talk about the Jaguars. I suggested well, the whole. You said you can make a case for all the AFC South. I think you, I think if you can make a case for them, you can make a case. Well, for the I Cardinals. think it's a weak case for the Jaguars. And you can make a case for the Cardinals. They went through my mind. It just maybe they will. It just I can't. I don't understand why, how they would put that money into those veteran wide receivers with that quarterback situation. You know, maybe if they're desperate and they're looking to make a splash, you know, that's possible. The other teams that I would say 
Our, our outside possibilities, we know the Panthers have been looking for wide receiver help. They're not cap rich either, but they have been looking for wide receiver help. The Ravens, with the aforementioned Michael Crabtree, that's probably redundant, but they've been looking for help in free agency at the wide receiver position. The Seahawks, now all of a sudden, no Paul Richardson, no Jimmy Graham. We would hate it for our Amara Darbo dynasty mm-hmm. hype. Um, you know, a Russell. Yeah, they've only brought in Jerron. A Russell Wilson to Des Bryant, Doug, and they tr- and they and they tried to get Terrell Pryor. Yeah, so I that was the that that was the impetus of that was the impetus of my uh, confusion on that one version of the cheat sheet that had Terrell Pryor listed as the Seahawks. Actually, so I think there's some maybe outside chance he either talks to the Seahawks, and then the last two is I, I, I'm sure we'll see some type of connection between the Patriots and Daz at least sniffing around. And then John Gruden in the Oakland Raiders, he let Michael Crabtree grow, but he was hot for Jordy Nelson. He likes veterans. He wants to get Derek Carr the, the, the weapons. Uh, I could see an outside chance of Des Bryant to sunshine boy John Gruden as a veteran out there on the West Coast. So there's there's some the, options. The, there's some options. What would be the, sing, what, what would be the single worst spot? <laughs> what do you think, Buffalo? I don't know, man. I have I just, Miami. There's a lot. Miami would be worse. There's a lot. That would be the most idiotic. There's a lot I of think. bad spots. Well, I'm just saying it. Like they, they, they never go wherever you think they should. It's always a big surprise. Yeah, I mean, it could be a surprise to the 49ers. Somebody that's still got cash. You know, even though we've yeah. had to see the Pierre Garcon, you know, headlines recently about him, you know, resuming his. His full role moving forward. You have Shan. You have you have Shanahan coming out recently and saying that it's a nice luxury to have a high-paid wide receiver like a Julio Jones, but so, certainly something you don't need. He's you know he's said that in recent weeks. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's I, probably actually, a little bit. I actually think there's plenty of targets out there still for Dez, but uh, be, certainly remains to be seen what you know what anybody's willing to to invest in a commodity like that. So I guess what's the fallout for the best ball cheat sheet and for dynasty, Alex? All right. So for Dez, I mean, I don't have any interest in Dez and dynasty anyway, but if you can get him for like Byron says, two wooden nickels before we know a landing spot, uh, you know, more power to you. Let me hear. Let me just hear. I guess I might as well start getting started on the, started on a, any adjustments we'll make to 3.1. Of course, all of our tools available to all our pro members at rosterwatch.com, where membership is cheaper than a cheap cup of coffee. So, Des Bryant, take this DAL off of here and make a FA until we know better. So, free agent Des Bryant, I think it hurts him. He's going to have to go somewhere, gain chemistry with the new quarterback learn a new offense settle into a new home i mean dez is dez is a dallas dude you know this is going to be a this is this is a live shakeup. i think it's going to take a minute for for him to him to get recalibrated do you think i mean i think that his maturity is better than it was when he was younger right I don't know. I mean, it, he, yeah, I mean, by default, yes. It has to be. He he doesn't go to the mall anymore, and you know, get called, get the cops called on him for sagging his pants too be- far. Better sure, surely a- is a relative term, though. I mean, looking at the sheet, I definitely want to make sure we get Sammy Watkins up over Des Bryant. As a matter of fact, I I might want to get Sammy Watkins up even over Devin Funches. But I I, get, I could see an argument for Des Bryant having the type of season that Brandon Cooks or Robert Woods. 
or hell, might, Jarvis, or Jarvis Landry. Landry might have. Or Jordan. You know, yeah, I, you know, Jordy Nelson might be a hell of a value on this sheet. You know, I've been thinking about moving Jordy Nelson up a little bit. I, I just, I keep thinking that, uh, you know, last year in Green Bay, you know, it's like, it's like, uh, I don't know, maybe there's too much of that stink still on him to where it's just, it's just kept me off. But I mean, Jordy Nelson is, Jordy Nelson's good, you know, and I think, I mean, is there any doubt that he could, pro- he could maybe be as good as Michael Crabtree's been? No, I mean, is that really that hard to no, believe? No, he could, he could so, be better I mean, than Michael so, Crabtree. So maybe he should be higher. I think he should be higher. Maybe I, maybe I should f- just flip flop Des Bryant and Jordy Nelson on this sheet. I agree. What I, do you think yeah, of that? And yes, and personally, in a vacuum, now I know that ADPs are built in, engineered, in, engineered right. into this one simple sheet of paper that contains literally everything that we know. For your yep. best ball drafts, make sure that you have the latest version of it at rosterwatch.com. What are we on version 3.0 right now, Alex? This is three. Well, I'm I'm editing 3.1 right now. <laughs> every time I go back, I'll go back every two weeks or so, and I'll take the last two weeks of ADPs and I will reload the ADPs into the sheet to see what needs to happen structurally. And so every time there's one, like every time there's a jump from like one point something to like 2.0 or this and this last time to 3.0, it means that I've recalibrated the ADPs to take into account the most recent ones. And whenever I did this time, you'll notice Byron at the top, like it's the, the, the running back tier, like the second running back tier has just come together into one big one. Whereas the wide receiver tier that used to be one big one has sort of been split up. And um, so some definite movement with other players as far as, you know, their ADPs and conversations that we'd had. Um, but, you know, all, all things you can go and you can see on the new uh, uh, best ball cheat sheet version. Soon it'll be version 3.1 that we get up soon with all the Des Bryant fallout. But I like in a vac. Do you like Des Bryant? Do you like Michael Crabtree better than Des Bryant right now if you're drafting today? Probably just with the unknown. I'd say that's pretty darn close, though. Do you like Jarvis better? From Tyrod Taylor, yeah. You know, Jarvis is a guy we might have to think about getting up a, a, a tick here. You like Jarvis more than Robert Woods? Mm, that's close. I guess. I guess he's right. He just he needs to be above Des Bryant. Needs to be above Des well, Bryant. Is. And he you know is. what? I he think Jordy going. Nelson should be above Devin Funches as well. Is that weird? I think so. Devin, dude, Devin Funches was good, man. Devin Funches is a wide receiver one for Cam Newton has been good. I mean, I know it feels kind of weird to say, but he's a, dude, he's a, he's a, he's a good player there. I think that, I, I mean, let's see. In standard, he was wide receiver 20. What was he in PPR? Um, Funches in PPR wide receiver. So wide receiver 20 in both standard and PPR. We have him currently on this sheet. Basically, the cheat sheet isn't rankings, but it's, it's where you can get value. We think you get value on him if you can get him around the price of wide receiver 26. I think that makes sense. It makes sense to me. Devin Funches is better than a high-end wide receiver three. I think he's a sturdy lock and load wide receiver two moving forward. 
Fair enough. Well, that's 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 fair enough. That I think probably- the, I, I think the one thing that, the one thing that could change that for Devin Funches is if the Carolina Panthers do something crazy and they draft Nick Chubb or one of the you know or sign a Des Bryant, uh, Royce Freeman, one of these guys. I think in, the, in which would move McCaffrey into basically a slot wide receiver role, and I think that he would. I think McCaffrey would bite off a ton of targets if he wasn't playing as many snaps out of the backfield as he has been previously. And you could easily see them doing something like that because I know that, I mean, one of your comps for Nick Chubb, I believe, was Jonathan Stewart. So, I mean, that was, you know, clearly an archetype that they had had there in Carolina for a while. But, yeah, I mean, what if they go after Dez? Like, you, they, they don't want to go after Dez. They've had the Twin Towers there. They didn't want that. No, I don't think it'll happen. You just know that's a team that's been, been looking, you know, Looking a, a little bit of And they got him, Torrey Smith, buddy, Torrey Smith. What are you talking about? <laughs> the trash man's favorite, Torrey Smith. I never understood, man. Even when Torrey Smith was good, the trash man always fucking He told us him. he was no good, and it just turned out. That- he told us it's true, and he turned out to be no good. But even when it was looking like Torrey Smith was going to be a good player, we thought, tra- we thought it was the trashiest take ever because we're like, dude, this is a nice guy. He does so much for the community. He's actually pretty sick. He's fast as hell, and Trash Man just kept. Trash Man would always tell us, "Man, that guy sucks." Like he, he the Trash Man, Trash Man was at like Tory Tory, Tory Smith made made the, made the Trash Man's stomach hurt. Boy, you go through the Trash Man's rankings, and it makes my stomach hurt because some of them are as cockamamie as hell. But I'll tell you what, every once in a while he has them right, and he had it right on Tory Smith. That was a guy in standard who could just never and break that nine point per game barrier and just really become uh fully relevant but hey i'll tell you what though i love some of the talk you're getting into i love some of the talk of the running backs on the latest version of the best ball cheat sheet that are that are adjacent uh to these wide receivers we're talking about i want to get to them in in one second alex and as it relates to because i see you got nick chubb in this tier and i absolutely love that i want to talk about it in one second but beforehand sammy watkins is the hype surging on a patrick mahomes sammy watkins uh, connection made in you know match made in heaven well we we started it we started it. I'm just starting to feel. I'm feeling. I am feeling sick about Patrick. I think Andy Reid feels so sick. He feels all the talk of Tyreek Hill. All the talk of Tyreek Hill. We've been saying. What are, have we forgotten that Sammy Watkins is better? <laughs> have we forgotten that Sammy Watkins is a better wide receiver? Like he's going to take a back seat to the, to to pipsqueak Tyreek Hill just because Hill Tyreek's well, so. Fast. I just think that I think that Andy Reid is getting fired up. Oh, for, he's pulling up his big. He's pulling up his big his, Santa. Uh, he's put this big his, Santa Claus belt. What was it? His five. What is it? A five or six cheese mac and cheese that he likes to bake up for Thanksgiving. <laughs> our guy he's as he's as fired him. up. He's as fired up about Patrick <laughs> Mahomes as he is his five cheese Thanksgiving macaroni and cheese. Well, whenever Charles McDonald walked up to him, our, our guy had four verse that did our shows with us on Sirius from the from the combine. And he, when he was flying home from the combine, he started talking to Andy Reid about Thanksgiving food, about how it was the best. <laughs> and Andy Reid said he had a he had a seven cheese a seven cheese mac and cheese recipe, and he told Charles five of the cheeses, and he said. Five cheeses. That <laughs> that should be good enough. So I'm not sure it was the exact recipe, but yeah, that 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 tweet and recipe sure did go viral. Yeah. So, anyways, Patrick Mahomes definitely a player. I feel 
sur- <laughs> is surging. Andy Reid's confidence in Patrick Mahomes he is surging. That I, that's a situation to really monitor for a huge breakout. And Sammy Watkins would certainly be a big dude. Patrick Mahomes with that big arm, just kind of breaking the pocket a little bit and slinging that thing downfield to Sammy Watkins. It's, it could happen. Quite a bit this season. At this point, do you take guys like Patrick Mahomes, Mitchell Trubisky, Derek Carr over Andrew Luck? Oh yes, because here's the thing: I'm okay. I'm excited that Andy Reid is this excited, he, and I'm excited. The, he says this is going to be the Texas Tech version of the Kansas City Chiefs offense. This thing's going to be this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun with Patrick Mahomes, and this got massive upside. And the thing that Andy Reid will remind you about is they got one game started last year out of Mahomes, and they were very pleased with what they saw. You go back and you look, and it was a pretty good line for a guy who was supposed to be a one-year, at least a one-year project before you're ever going to want to put him on the field. I think he's trending towards ready. He's a smart guy. He was a baseball player. So uh, this is one of the narr- – we've been saying for months that the, the Mitch Trubisky narrative is one of the biggest of the offseason that will fly completely under the radar. I think that's still happening. There's a little more pop and sizzle. The top is coming off the Patrick Mahomes uh, narrative uh, right now, but I think it's justified, Alex. No, I love it. We We started it. I love it. I absolutely I, I love Patrick Mahomes. I, I don't know. I think he's going to be up and down. He's a gunslinger, dude. He's he's, he's going to throw a lot of interceptions. He's always been like that. What do you think about the talk but, lately of uh, a little bit of the talk that's out there about Kareem Hunt in for a sophomore slump and, and there's still concerns about a Spencer Ware vulture type activity? It's so funny that this is just now getting brought up whenever it's, it's – I mean, I asked Andy Reid about this at the Combine. That was my – you know, all, the, all, of the, all of the fallout is coming from my, from my question at the Combine. Literally. It's like people are just now coming around to it. But, yeah, I mean, I'm concerned. I'm not sure if – you know, do you, like, do you like Melvin Gordon more than Kareem Hunt? No. I have a hard time saying that I do. No. So I think, I think where we have him is fine. I think that uh, I'm not going to – let's see. One, two, three, seven. One, we're not taking him in the first round. He's not a fir- – he shouldn't be a first-round pick right now in best ball, and he shouldn't be a first-round pick whenever redraft season starts. But I think you can take him at the one-two turn, right around the one-two turn. But I just I, – I, I think at the beginning – you got to take the big three there at the top, as or I'm sorry, the big the big four there at the top as far as running backs. I think that there are at least five wide receivers you need to take ahead of Kareem Hunt, and then I think that there are at least three to four other running backs you need to be taking ahead of Kareem Hunt. So about five wideouts and about eight running backs that should be going ahead of Kareem Hunt. I think. I don't think I know. All right, well, speaking of the running backs, I'm, I'm looking at this tier here on the best ball cheat sheet of the Devin Funches, the Sammy Watkins, the Brandon Cooks level wide receiver, and I see that the... Well, and, and, and that's an... Can I, just, can I just give a little bit of input about that tier? Because that's an, it's an interesting tier right there, starting specifically where Sammy Watkins is. Because from where Amari Cooper is all the way down to where Sammy Watkins is, those are the guys that Roster Watch Nation is going to be gobbling up. 
The, the cheat sheet has been designed to right now, I don't know why this has happened. We always find out the different ways that drafts are falling, the different ways that values are falling with ADPs shifting through the offseason and through the redraft season. And the anatomy of the optimal way to draft in most cases generally it tends to make itself clear pretty quick and of course things are going to get shaken up big time after the nfl draft there are going to be a couple of these players whose whose values skyrocket at the at, at the running back position that that might cause a little bit of a shift in the actual makeup and structure here but right now you can cherry pick wide receiver talent through the middle of the third round all the way through the fifth round and they're all really really good players that the players who are being taken above them like the value over the value over replacement for those players taking above them is is absolutely next to nothing so i think that where the where sammy watkins starts on the on the as far as the structure and the anatomy of the cheat sheet where sammy watkins starts is is where you can again can be again again begin to consider taking a running back over one of these wide receivers and i don't do you think that with this sammy watkins hype that we have i'm wondering if i should move this tier of running back down one slot just to make sure that we get a Sammy Watkins before we start looking at the JHIs, the Alex Collins, the Nick Chubbs, the Duke Johnsons, et cetera. Do you think so? Man, that'll be a hard pill for me to swallow because part of the reason I was so excited about talking about this group of running backs is you've got a couple of guys on here that I really like, and there's you got a rookie on here that my running back model really, really likes. So, I mean, Alex, I've been wanting to talk to you for a week or two now about specifically about Alex Collins in in best ball and in fantasy this upcoming season. And I like that you have him kind of conjoined there with JHI. Now, this is in the running back tier that's adjacent to this Sammy Watkins group of wide receivers. That's As Alex says, is an interesting one. This is kind of the nexus of a lot of fantasy stimulators right here around in this part of the cheat sheet. Alex Collins is a player that you know that I absolutely love. And Jay with LeGarrette Blunt gone, you know, they traded for him as all of a sudden he becomes very interesting there uh, in Philadelphia as maybe a similar type of player. And what I love is that you've inserted uh, the rookie, even pre-draft, Nick Chubb into this group. And uh, the reason that I like that is I'm, I've put the most uh, – I've put the most evaluation uh, together – and the most work I've ever done on this running back class. And I've been very diligent designing uh, my running back model this offseason. I was really, really happy to see that my running back model loves Nick Chubb. Uh, I'm thrilled to see that the model really reconciled with my own personal rankings, really reconciles with what we're hearing from around the NFL, and also reconciled with uh, your rankings and and even the trash man's disgusting rankings to some extent. And I like (laughs) that you mentioned Royce Freeman earlier because Royce Freeman is a guy that the model – also really 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 liked i think is a similar type player to nick chubb and and really the comp that i've developed for royce freeman is actually jay ajai who's also here in this tier so this is kind of a multi-faceted uh, conversation that can go in any direction maybe maybe we start with jay ajai and alex uh, collins and we get into some of this rookie talk alex yeah well what do you yeah so what, what do you what do you want to talk about well, is there, <laughs> is there any reason to tap the brakes on alex collins because coming out of the season last year 
I'm just, I think Alex Collins is an incredibly sick and natural NFL running back. I, I can't believe it. He's to me easily a Devontae Freemanish type running back if they're willing to give him the volume. Maybe that remains to be seen a little bit with the Ravens, but Woodhead is gone. Buck Allen can never stay out of the doghouse on the depth chart for some odd reason. Just it felt like at the end of the season this was a ripe sit. Felt like Ozzie Newsom could just scratch running back off of his list of draft needs. Now I know it's a deep class and there might be some value that presents itself middle rounds that he just can't pass on. But if I've got Alex Collins unimpeded for a lot of work in a full season, I mean, he was only there, what, mid season with the Ravens. I mean, that guy looks absolutely sick and I don't think it was a fluke. Like I, I grade and evaluate him as a legitimately natural and good NFL runner and running back. Well, we've been talking about Alex Collins ever since he came out of Arkansas. I mean, he's been on one of my on my Debbie rosters for my oldest leagues. I, I drafted that guy when he was like a sophomore in college. I mean, I, I'd, I'd always said, what did, I, what did I say, man? I said, whenever we found out that the, that the Seahawks weren't going to be able to carry five runners coming into the season, I said, how long until... Alex Collins to Baltimore. How long till he's freed? And then once he got there, for some reason, it's like you and I flipped places and you became the truther. And I was kind of like, ah, I, just, I didn't see the receiving stuff, you know, for him. I didn't. I thought that I thought that his um, average, you know, the the yards per carry was buoyed largely by just a couple of those big runs. It seemed unsustainable. But down the stretch, he was he was pretty good. Um, I like Alex Collins. I've always kind of I mean, liked Alex Collins. I just I don't know how much they really kind of like him or depend on him or how much they really like or depend on any of their any of I their mean, would you be surprised really? that Alex Collins had 36 targets last year and he was getting down the stretch, he was I mean, he had some he had a few six, he had a 6 and 8 and a 7 target game, you know, there in his stint with with Baltimore. I think he can. I I think Alex Collins has the capability to get involved in the passing game. Whether they will or not remains to be seen. Right? I get that. Yeah, and I think he he was with them for more than more than half the season. Because, like I said, I I think that he went went there basically almost as soon as we found out that the Seahawks weren't going to be able to carry five carry, carry five runners. Right? Because it looks yeah. Look at look at his game log. Yeah, I think he's he's been there since. Week two of 2017, and he finished last year as a as a low end wide a low end running back too, even in PPR. So, yeah, it just I mean, seemed like yeah. it took a while for him to get the touches. It was they started targeting him in the passing game around mid season, and it feels like that's when his full blown, you know, role kind of began to kick in. We have him priced in as a low end running back two and a high-end running back three in PPR. I think that's where he needs to stay until we know more, you know, until we know more, until we know if they're going to draft somebody or if they're going to you know, bring some. I don't think they're well, going to bring anybody in. Who, who, who's really left to bring in? I'll say we, this. If the situation doesn't change a whole lot, then he's going to have to move up. He's either going to have to move up or we're looking at a screaming value if this is where ADP dictates that he stays. Yeah, the current eight, – let's see, current ADP – on Alex Collins is 63.4, whereas Jay Ajayi is a 47.2. Oh, God. Right now I would – I mean, there is a potential breakout 
opportunity here for Jay Ajayi, surely. But, uh, you know, with that disparity in ADP, if I have to pick one, I like Alex Collins. But uh, you into the into the fourth versus, you know, 6.03 for Alex Collins. You got you clearly have these guys situated just perfectly on this latest version of the uh, best ball cheat sheet. So, I mean, what do you think about I I certainly what what do you think about Jay Ajayi, though? I don't. I don't like taking him at his current ADP. That's why I'm taking him around guys. That I think that he should be taken around the same spot as Alex well, Collins. What are your right concerns? Now. Or the same spot around at the same spot as Sammy Watkins. Uh, Sammy Watkins. So you know Robert Woods. These guys. And, and my reason. My reason for that is that as awesome as a coach as Doug Peterson is, I don't trust a goddamn word he says about his running backs. I don't think that he gets. I don't think he feeds one running back. He's he's committed to a committee, and he's cockamamie with how he tells the how he tells the media he's planning on utilizing them. And so, with all that being said, as great a coach as he is, as awesome as the Eagles are, as good a situation as it is, it's going to be a headache where I'm pounding my head against the goddamn wall every week about whether or not I can start Jay Ajayi, whether or not all the carries are going to go to Corey Clement, or if they bring like Donnell Pumphrey off the practice squad. Or whatever you know to take over this year, or Wendell Smallwood, whoever it is, I'm just I'm always going to worry about it. I'm also always going to worry a little bit about Jay Ajayi's degenerative knee issues. I don't think that that's I don't think that that's cause for no concern. I think that you know that was something that we had on really good authority whenever he was coming out in the draft. The reason we've been usually basically hands off of Jay Ajayi. Uh, for uh, most of the time that he's been an NFL player here at Roster Watch. And so take all those things, put them all into consideration, along with the fact that I hated how for fantasy, now not for football, but for fantasy, I hated the way that the Eagles and the way that the Eagles have historically under Peterson utilized the running back position as far as their platoon. Those are the reasons why. Well, and you can't forget that in in this offense, you – it's not a foregone conclusion that J.H.I. gets all the touchdown or goal line equity either. Corey Clement can easily be subbed in for this team in the red zone and snipe touchdowns. So I, I mean, what if the and, and, and what if the Eagles draft Rashad Penny? Oh my! What I'd if the be Eagles sick. draft. What if you would? I'd be sick to my stomach. Well, because then no one's as I mean, a football fan. Yeah, I mean, I'm so right. as a football fan, I would be sick about Rashad Penny. With the with Carson Wentz and the Eagles and a good offensive line and these kind of things, but yeah, I, I get it. From fantasy, it's not the prime landing spot. God, what about Darius Geis? It would just tank his value, and it could happen. You know, it just, really could. It's going to happen to some of these guys. That's why it's going to be our our post draft evaluations will be so important. That'll be a, the most thorough process that it's ever been this year at Roster Watch from your boys for all you guys. We're out scouting 365 for your fantasy team. So Jay Ajayi has a chance for this to ha- to for this to happen to him for him to get swindled. Who Alex Collins, I think, but baked into where he is on this is that he he stands that same chance, right? Who else stands that chance? Well, I mean, you got. We talked about McCaffrey earlier. I think he stands that chance. And Kenyon Drake, you Kenyon know? Drake stands a chance. Oh, Kenyon Drake stands a big chance of the of the rookie swindle. Who else? I don't think does I don't Joe, think Jordan does, Howard will be swindled. Does, but there's still something no. on the. We've got to watch out with what's going to happen with Howard here. Still, 
He could be traded during the draft. I don't know why you would do that in a running back rich draft, but Melvin Gordon, we think, stands a chance of getting swindled by some fifteen touch dude. Ten to twelve touch, probably like a ten to twelve touch Ronald Jones type player. Absolutely, that can. I just Melvin Gordon, I believe, is a max max eighteen touch a game guy this year. If he hits twenty touches, it'll be a real bonus. I'm just looking here at this list. I mean, yeah, I think those guys are probably the ones that are. And, and that you know that's that's kind of baked into where they are in the what, sheet. What whenever about you're Lashawn? These, whenever you're playing these best ball leagues like this, yeah, dude. Look, Lashawn McCoy. I I had to move him down on the sheet. I had to move him down below Dalvin Cook, and I'm wondering, even though his ADP doesn't suggest it, I mean, whether I should be moving him below Joe Mixon. I love. It's I a tough call. For, for I don't think you can do that yet. Yeah, not for the structure of the sheet. Yeah. But I mean, it's like you, you have to move him down because now you not only have Eric Wood gone, now you have Richie Incognito gone. And you, have you have you looked at have you looked at what that offensive line is? Yeah, it's putrid. It's hot. It's hot, hot, hot trash. I mean, just a few years is, ago it was so good. And dude, let me just let me just look and see here. I think they traded. Did they trade away Cordy Glenn? Oh, yes. yeah, he's gone. So they have – they have – oh, God. They – this is horrible, dude. They have Russell Bodine starting at center, who is probably – our guy Joe Goodberry would just tweet hilarious gifts of this guy's, you know, sporadic play as a Cincinnati Bengal that is just completely laughable. You have Deion Dawkins at the left tackle, who has the most pedigree of any of these guys. Uh, at the left guard, you have John Miller – at right guard, you have Vladimir Dukasi, and then at the right tackle, you have Jordan Mills. So, and really no depth, dude. Absolutely no depth with any. Do they have any depth with any pedigree that they've even that that it, like as far as NFL draft position? It's nothing, dude. It's guys like it's like either old guys like Marshall Newhouse or these other dudes that are just like, oh, you know, aging kind of street street free agents. Street free agents from last season. It's like DeAndre Wesley and Josh James and stuff. This is, it's it's no good, man. And you wonder just what uh, the the one thing is 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 Shady going to be the only part of that offense? And so you, you like him for seven weeks until he gets hurt, and they're going to be so far out of the playoff race that they're not even going to try and rush him back. So I got I kind of hate Shady, man. Yeah, that's a part of the cheat sheet you don't really love to operate in. It brings up, maybe before we get on to the running back talk, actually brings up one other talking point I've been meaning to ask you about, Alex, because as we're talking about Joe Mixon and LaShawn McCoy, you'll see that one of your natural decision points on the most recent version of the best ball cheat sheet is Devontae Adams of Green Bay. And I'm just wondering, how are you reconciling all just the skill positions across the board with the Green Bay offense? Well, I think it just start it starts and ends with Devontae Adams. And you just li- little he's interest. The, he's the one I want the little most. Little interest beyond that. Very, very little. You don't think Randall Cobb has any? What is what is his ADP right now? Current ADP on Randall Cobb in MFL ten is one hundred five point four. I mean, and I think he's great value. I'm take, we're taking him around the same time that we're taking guys like. 
the Pierre Garçons, who has an 89.2 ADP, the Devontae Parkers, who have an 89 ADP, the Sterling Shepherds that have a 97 ADP, the Marquise Goodwins that have a 71 ADP, the Emmanuel Sanders that have an 86.6 ADP, you know? So the only guy with a higher the only guy with a lower ADP than Randall Cobb that we're taking higher than Randall Cobb is Robbie Anderson. How do you feel about that? I, I, I like rolling the dice on Robbie Anderson. I'll tell you, Randall. Some of the best news all off season was that was was for Randall Cobb, and that was that Ty Montgomery was going to stay at running back. I act, I mean, and that, that's another that's another thing that like I I keep on hearing people just begin to talk about this now about you know do you think they might move Ty Montgomery back out to the slot as he's standing running back I'm like we've already covered this I've asked I've I've asked both the Green Bay head coach and the Green Bay general manager about this maniacal obsession that I kept on bugging them about at the combine you know I mean, they're not sure they, they're going to move him they, around they're going to do whatever the they're going to do whatever the fuck the, the, they're they're going to do whatever the roster calls for them needing to do at the time that he has the versatility why have, why make a decision now look as fantasy players we want everything to line up straight and be easy and just so we know how they like we're not going to know how things are going to be with this backfield with Aaron Jones Jamal Williams and Ty Montgomery until the time comes for us to know and we're just going to have to make our best guesses until then. What is your best guess? Well, it's like we always say, the Packers will start five running backs a year. You know, the other thing I, is that, Ty, to your point, we they don't have to show all their cards. Ty Montgomery could very well be like the Randall Cobb of the running back position. So maybe he doesn't come back into the receiver fold like we thought maybe he should have and snipe Randall Cobb. We didn't even think Randall Cobb should be back. But you know how Randall Cobb is kind of that also gadget player receiver who'll get in the backfield. Montgomery could do the opposite, be the running back who they sometimes is going to line up gadgety as as a receiver. So I don't know. It's all all very mixed. As far as the running backs, I'll be interested in the one well with the lowest ADP, more than likely, if I have any interest at all, probably be low. That's a training camp. This is a training camp. Look, we've just been getting offers from members of Roster Watch Nation to come up to Wisconsin, drink beer in the summer, and try to attend Packers training camp. It would be this is where those kind of things get sorted out. We got out. an offer for Wisconsin? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I love that. That's kind of where the trash man usually goes, up the gut, up the gut of the country, right up the right up the gut. Byron likes hanging out with the coastal elites. I do enjoy being by the water, my friend. <laughs> well, hey, Wisconsin's the Wisconsin's by the water. Trust me, I've spent a lot of time. A lot up of there. mosquitoes up there. Wisconsin has more lakes than Minnesota, if I am correct. If I remember correctly, it's, be- it's beautiful, it dude. Sure and is. you know what they have is. Um, I remember one time we were playing a show up there and it was at this it was at this brewery, right? And the two things they do up there in Wisconsin that's the best is is you know what they are, right? The oh the two breweries up there? No, the two things they, they do best in Wisconsin. Polka. Cheese and sausage. <laughs> Close. Cheese and beer, I think. Cheese and beer. And so we were at this brewery playing this show and they got tons of these little breweries and like gastro pubs and stuff. And we were at this place, and, like, what they do is, like, you know, so, of course, we had all our beer tickets and stuff. But before the show, they would bring us these, like, little, this, I forget what what they're fucking called. But it's, like, it was called, like, a lumberjack pack or something. It was, something, it was like, a pack that, like, 
I guess people back in the old days would have taken out into the like into the country, you know, outside to do their work during the day or something. And this was a pack of like it looked just like a little um, a little paper kind of pack, like a Happy Meal or something would come in when you were a little kid. But you opened it up, and inside there were all these like crackers and like these like fresh jams, and then just the, all of these different kinds of like cheeses and kind of like like. Um, smoked sliced like smoked meat stuff it was honestly one of the best like green room meals i've ever had in my life the cheese there is unbelievable cold cut and when you and when you drink it with the beer it's like when you drink it with the beer i think it might be a better pairing than wine and cheese maybe cheese is just a kind of food that just pairs well with all kinds of spirits and stuff. the cold cuts i had up there one time were the best i've ever had and and i have picked fresh strawberries up there in in the fields of the green fields of uh wisconsin uh, I'll tell you that's those are the kind of player conundrums for our fantasy teams uh, that we get sorted out on the training camp tour. So we'll have to. That's why we do it. We'll have to. Uh, We're going to need to make a list of it. And, and for all of Roster Watch Nation, if you guys have suggestions for us, or you want us to come to your town, and do you have like a business you'd like us to promote, or a restaurant like um, like our guy? What's our guy's name out in L.A. with the pizza place? Oh, Barrett Randall. And like Barrett Randall or the, or the boat captain out there in New Jersey or any of these other guys, man, like we would love to come there, maybe do a pod from your business. Uh, we really care about meeting all the roster watch nation. We, we love you guys and consider you all friends. Yeah, hey, by so the way, that gives me a chance. I, I realized that I forgot to give out uh, the address to Barrett's establishment, Rocco's pizza there in Los Angeles. When I went a couple of weeks ago, I wanted to give that out here on the podcast Rocco's pizza was awesome guys if you're ever in Los Angeles it's the best calzone I've ever had it's a uh, it's a rock and hip little spot and the beers are flowing there it's 6335 Wilshire Boulevard and that's Los Angeles California 90036 and that's our boy Barrett Randall a longtime member of Roster Watch Nation and he is the that is his establishment that is his establishment so Whenever, whenever you go in, tell him, tell him that you are a fellow member of Roster Watch Nation and you've come here to unite and support. All right, do you want to talk about these? Uh, just your quick thoughts on these running back rankings, Byron? Yeah. So I just I, I love that because here's my thing. I'm just now looking at it closely for the first time since Trashman's added this stuff and you've highlighted a few of these things. And like, are we? We're, we're going to have to adjust this cumulative rank right because some of trash means well, we are might have to just remove his inputs completely from our models <laughs> i think what we do is look for where trash man is high on somebody and, and intelligently bake that in to the models but i'm not sure that we or the rest of roster watch nation can or should rely on the trash man's home on his work or his fantasy rankings or anything he's ever done the most egregious yeah, and and we and we always say that don't don't rely on trash man's work at roster watch. It's usually garbage. Usually not very well thought out. Um, usually done in about fifteen to twenty minutes. Well, I, want, you know, I wanted, like it takes. I wanted to day. bring it in with the fact from that running back tier. I love that right there with Jay Giant Alex Collins. You had Nick Chubb uh, listed there, and I like that because that was a guy that it turned out that. Uh, my running back model really, really liked was Nick Chubb as my number four. I saw him you had as your number three, and I think that's a guy we're definitely going to have to get with the trash man on to start rec- that's reconciling his rankings. The most cockamamie ranking that he has here is he has Nick Chubb ranked as his running back 14. It's not funny, and man. That, that's not it's, I don't even it. think it's funny. 
This is this is this is <laughs> it's, 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 it's this is a serious right? operation. This is a fucking business. What kind of shit is yeah. this? That's yeah. pure garbage, it's, man. Like like what like what did he watch? He doesn't even have Kalen Balaj. Oh no, Jalen Samuels ranked yet? Ranked? My didn't even have a rank. And I'll tell you what the other one though the guy the other guy that the model really really liked uh, was Royce Freeman and. I like that you mentioned him earlier in that conversation as well, because I do think he's kind of a good backup plan in the draft for for teams maybe targeting a Nick Chubb. I think Royce Freeman is a guy that could come in and kind of have his comp, I believe. A Jay Ajayi is a good comp for Royce Freeman. So this is a guy that came out with a good— I just think the, that Royce Freeman's taller than Jay Ajayi, runs a little higher. I don't know what my— but I. I Jay, Royce Freeman's also been a really good receiver Roy, during, Roy, during his career. Royce there. Freeman is a good all-around running back and football player. I'd be happy if uh, my favorite team in the NFL found mid-round or late-round draft value on Royce Freeman. He could be one of the. He really could be one of the steals of this running back class if he falls very far. But that was the other one that struck me, Alex. Is that? The trashman is going to have to reconcile his ranking on Royce Freeman. <laughs> he has Royce it's Freeman a pure atrocity. as his running back twenty five. <laughs> and I thought I was too low. I thought I was too low, and it was, it was one of these things where I said to myself, "Look, I like Royce Freeman. I can't get him any higher up than number ten or eleven in this class, just because there's so many that I love." And I thought I was way too low. Now I see Byron has him at seven. It's like I'm going to have to go back and watch just a little bit more. I think. You know, like you said, our models only get us so far. They point us in the right direction. Soon you just have to kind of make your own rankings, right? Not, like not me. I got the model to reconcile. I was – my model's reconciled with my rankings. I completely – the model is the well, – That input. isn't the way I well, operate. I, I, I mean I can't ever, I can't ever well, do that. I, would, I, I have to make it my well, rankings. I, I, I totally understand that. I added elements to my model that allowed me to fine-tune that. And well, you put your own personal you, rankings you, in your model. You, it's, just, it's the same thing, you, right? You just be right. You but but what you did is you put your own personal rankings into your model, correct? I th- so it's just kind of the I same. I think the beautiful part of it, though, was that really, without having seen beforehand, that the model and my rankings that the model generated for me are are, are nearly identical to your rankings, Alex. They're very they reconcile very very well, and and I think they also reconcile very very well. With uh, what we're hearing from from around the NFL, so yeah, I mean that's uh, I, I I'm feeling pretty good about the precision of all of that, and so Royce Freeman is a guy that he really has he has it all. I mean, he all around Royce Freeman is a guy that it, it was hard to find too many holes in his game, Alex. The I mean the only the only thing I could really give him a knock for is I don't think he's gonna. I don't I don't think defenses are going to really be scared maybe of Royce Freeman in the NFL but there's nothing that he's not really capable of doing. I have three I have three knocks. I have three of them. One, wear and tear on the body. I mean, he was just he was he was used so he was just I mean, he was pounded. He was he was he was pounded in 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 college. Two, um surface surface area, exposed surface area as a runner. He's really big. He's really tall. He's sort of an upright runner. He exposes his body a lot. I'm worried. So those two things kind of compound together uh, as far as 
Um, those are those are pretty minor. Those are pretty minor. Yeah, no, no. And then and, and then my third is probably the most major, and it's his in in his in his vision. I knocked him a lot for his vision. I don't think he has the most natural and intuitive feel and, and vision for the flow of the play. Oh, I see. Yeah, I would. I have. I have. I have a good rating. I have a good rating. I think he has great feet. I'm He's, just. I'm not go. sure that. I'm not sure he always. Um, I'm not sure he always sees it. Go. I, I'd, I'd spend a little more time there. Royce Freeman has has good, in my assessment, has good vision and. Uh, it was funny that I was just making that observation myself. And when you listen to sometimes to some of the previous broadcasts of the people that call in the games, you'll hear them kind of mention time and time again, the vision that they're noticing out of Royce Freeman. I, I actually think that he, he may surprise you there with a little bit more, but nonetheless, those are, those are relatively vision is a key something. There were times that there were times that I saw Royce Freeman have zone lanes open and he'd be running to guards backs and stuff like that. And those are just, those are the notes that I have. I'll go back and watch him more. He was one of the first guys I evaluated, so sometimes that those guys go a little bit stale on you, you know. And you're not as hyped about him as the latest guy you've watched and everything. But I, I mean, I still I think he's a top ten back in the class. Yeah, and I, I was good. surprised. I, mean, I had no pre-existing bias uh, for Royce Freeman, but I just across, across I'm a Royce Freeman owner in Denver. Like I, I, I like across him. Across the board, I had across the board, I had difficulties finding any real major holes in his game and i think when you put that together with his body type his experience uh royce freeman is a guy who is certainly a more willing and better blocker than rashad penny rashad penny or nick chubb in college mm-hmm. he was absolutely the at least the receiver he was a better equal or better receiver than both of them and you know he ran the four i think it was the four five four so he put up basically the same speed at five eleven. 229 not a lot of holes in his game and i think you can obviously the the tread off the tires and the wear and the tear but some people will argue that that he's an experienced guy that can take handle a little bit more of a of a load or workhorse role if 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 he needs to because we've seen that out of him so far so uh yeah i mean the fact is it's a deep class it's like you say there's this year you were going to have a guy at numbers last year you're going to have a guy at number seven who you really like this year you're going to have a guy at like number 10 uh, that you really like, I just Royce Freeman was a guy that surprised. I really, really surprised me, and I was I was so pleased with the output on all the other uh, players from the model that uh, I'm pretty comfortable with with Royce Freeman. I know there's some truthers out there, you, and you know it's uh, on on Royce Freeman. It's always funny to see those guys on Twitter, so getting maniacal. Yeah. To me, it's just what my deal with Royce Freeman. I'm looking back through my notes right now, and with the vision notes that I had, I just said he worries me that he might be a Charles Sims. You know, and I've and I've never liked Charles Sims' vision. For some reason, I he, he gave me some, he gave me a little bit of a kind of throwback to Charles Sims. I know that Royce Freeman's bigger, but that same kind of upright style, that, that ability to catch the football out of the backfield, and just and just worry sometimes about his ability to hit those zone lanes. So I, it it'll be it'll be interesting, man. I'll go back and watch him more be, before our rankings go final for sure, because he does have a he does have a ton of, you know, like I'm just I'm I'm looking here back over his combine numbers and some of his measurements, and he's certainly I mean he's certainly a guy. I mean, tr- trash man having him ranked at 25, we can all agree is just completely cockamamie. What else do you see in the rankings here? So we got Barkley at one, Trash, at two. Trash man, yeah, Trash man hates John Kelly. Um, I don't know, man. I think that I, 
I'm not sure how much I really love John Kelly at this point now that he's had such a disappointing 40 time. Um, we have his 40 from the his pro day. We've adjusted it to a 4.58. I was certainly expecting it to be a little bit faster than that. But then again, I mean, he was more heavy than we thought he was and more substantial with that uh, nearly five foot ten and 216 pounds. So, who, who is this, um, Alex? John Kelly. John Kelly. I mean, a guy who we both have in our top ten and Trashman has his running back 20. Um, I think we'll probably have to reconcile that. Maybe tr- maybe that's one where we should maybe listen to Trashman a little bit, though, because his, athletic, his, his, his athleticism – has been somewhat concerning, you know, that, that he's that, he, that he's been able to show through through this well, process. Well, I have John Kelly ranked at the very, very bottom of the tier that I categorize as a good running back prospect in this class. He 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 slides in right at the bottom of that tier. He's an above. He's he's basically an above average to good prospect in my assessment of of John Kelly. But like we said, I'll, I'll have him as my number ten and. That sounds like you hate the guy, you know, but it's uh, – You don't. That's where I have Royce Freeman, and it's like maybe I should have Royce Freeman and John Kelly flip-flopped. I think I probably should actually. So if I get Royce Freeman here and John Kelly here, nah, that, I, I, I think that makes Let's plenty see, of sense. You start to see our rankings are very, very similar, Alex. I make, I'm, I'm serious. I'm feeling very comfortable – with what we're putting together this year. You know what? It, well, it, it was interesting too reading the Trash Man's. I don't even know why I wasted five minutes of my life reading the Trash Man's write up at rosterwatch.com on Kalen Bellage because I definitely disagree with some of it. But I didn't realize Bellage. I didn't, he didn't need to run again. I didn't realize he ripped off a 4 3 5 with some home cooking there in, uh, at, at, at Pro Day. Kalen Bellage, a full blown height, weight, speed freak with chops to whether he's a workhorse or not and gets it or not totally in the run game that guy is available on any of the three downs immediately in the nfl with the right coach i don't know uh, yeah. I, mean, I, I i like i like kalen Balaj so much more as a as a kind of third down back and a resist, receiving weapon and a guy who i can hope can get like 15 touches a game and the way that kind of in the way that we always thought and hoped and dreamed that amir abdullah would just get the guy 15 touches. He doesn't need to yeah, be a workhorse. Yeah, but to get 15, you're going to have to play some on first and second down. We've seen Amir Abdul yeah, yeah, yeah. get the first some, and down one. And you can put Kalen Balaj in at the goal line immediately on any down. I think that if you just want him running north and south, you certainly can. Yeah. I'm just saying, 4-3-5, four, four, sure. man, that's uh, like I'm already – I mean, Kalen – it's like you say. I mean, I like Kalen Balaj. I can't get him any higher than my ninth-ranked – running back that was the the output from my model i mean that's just the fact i mean there's factors in 18 different categories and so i i, I can't get him any higher but five, four three five is a is a head turner I, I just don't want to look back and say jesus christ this guy was so sick at the senior bowl what the fuck were we thinking not getting him any he's not getting him any higher right like i mean it's yeah it's totally true man it's totally 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 true. You got those cats. We, we, we could be we could be crying about it just like this gut just, just just like this baby. I thought I have you had the cats meowing around. It's just there. now woken up. It looks like this episode of the podcast is officially uh, uh, officially gonna be done here. Uh, so for Byron Lambert, for the trash man, for the robot genius, and all of Roster Watch Nation, my name is Alex Dunlap. This has been the Roster Watch Podcast brought to you by Rosterwatch.com. Remember. Go rate us, go review us, and Apple Podcasts.
podcasts. I am counting the reviews. I am checking them twice. If we get a bunch over the course of this weekend and early next week, we will get you two podcasts next week. Uh, so this has been the Roster Watch Podcast. On behalf of everybody, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>